This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren, live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1. Spin 1038, you're welcome back to Spin Talk with Lauren. Now, my next guest is the founder and owner of one of Ireland's leading contemporary fashion labels. Founded in 2010, Manly has gone from strength to strength. And I'm delighted to say that Emma Manley joins me in studio now. Hi there. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for coming in. And happy International Women's Day. I know, it's a great week. And we're going to be speaking to so many wonderful women on the show this week. Uh, and we're delighted to do it because we have so many women that get involved in this show regularly. And this week is just a lovely experience excuse to meet even more absolutely, and make new friends and have new great guests on the show. So tell me a bit about you. Um, 2010, as I, I mentioned, when you set up Manly, the label. It was indeed, But yeah. it started a lot longer before that, like you've been doing this for years. Yeah, I suppose, um, you know, I... I I suppose fashion has just been such a huge part of my life since I was a kid. You know, my mum was a designer. I grew up watching her, you know, creating beautiful wedding dresses for brides. And I'd sit beside her, you know, helping her. Well, what I thought was helping her Mm -hmm. to create these things. So it's something that's very much in the blood. And I know it does sound cliche and it seems like, you know, the fairy tale story. But it always has been a huge part of my life. And there was never really anything else that I really wanted to do. And growing up, because your mum was a fashion designer, um, did you feel that this is something I can do? Because I think the fashion industry sometimes for people can be a bit scary they might know how to get into it but did you feel I know how to go about getting into oh not at all no (laughs) no it's still just as scary it's not you know because my mum could do it and because I watched her do it and because I probably was able to use a sewing machine and do certain things it didn't mean that like I felt oh look this is grand and like to be fair you know I also didn't get accepted into our colleges um, you know where the, the end goal was to study fashion there so you know I kind of got a, a blow fairly early on that yeah just because you do know how to use a needle and thread doesn't mean you're actually going to have the easy route mm. and I think that's something that's you know important to note because I know myself a few of my friends went to art college and it was just this huge deal to yeah. go like our college is hard yeah. and you know one or two of them didn't get what they wanted and they ended up you know going going back and doing it a few years later it's quite a scary thing when you know it's something you want to do and you get a knock like that how did you react um I suppose the thing was I actually never thought that I wouldn't get it I know that sounds really obnoxious but I I just assumed it was kind of you know I would get into one of the art colleges I never honestly thought that I would be kind of there at the end of the year going oh I don't have anything so um I suppose at the time it was just the way I've been brought up was just very much you know put the head down work harder move on so that's what I did you know I went off and I did a portfolio prep course because I thought that that would help um and in the meantime I am um, I was also working as a stylist with Topshop so I was I was kind of learning the whole time and just making sure that I was still doing things within you know, the fashion industry, but just different areas of it. Because at the end of the day, like learning to be a style advisor in Topshop and, you know, getting to dress women all day, every day, like that can only, you know, benefit you for when you do go into starting to study fashion design in college. Mm-hmm. And yeah, picking up experience along the way stands you, I'm sure, down the line when you are running your own business. Oh, absolutely. And you know yeah. what it's like to, to be starting off at the bottom of the ladder. Yeah, big time. And I think, you know, your learnings from things like that, you know, now when I look at what I create for, for Irish women, you know, part of it has probably got to do with the fact that I was dressing them in Topshop for so long that I know that they want sleeves and dresses and I know certain things like that. Yeah, I've read before that you, you know, you're quite into being comfortable. You can still be Hell fashionable yeah. and be comfortable. Oh yeah, all about the comfort. Um, And I know it's kind of surprising considering 
with Manleaf, what we specialise in is leather and, you know, we use really high-end, beautiful fabrics like cashmere and silks and all the rest of it. But using beautiful fabrics doesn't mean that it's just your evening wear. So I, I, I'm a creature of comfort. Like, I think if we're all totally honest, we all are. So I'm very much into, you know, having your beautiful pieces that, yes, you keep for special occasions, but everything in our collections are are what we kind of like, they're, they're all trans-season, but they're also day to night. So it really means that you can, you know, wear out those beautiful wool culottes with leather on them with a pair of trainers dur- during the day, but then pop on a pair of heels for evening. When it comes to special occasions, for example, like weddings, going to a friend's wedding yes. or different events, are your friends always looking to you to see what you're wearing I don't think so no <laughs> I don't know I really don't know I suppose if they are they don't say it to me so um yes I suppose sometimes people will be you know saying oh what are you gonna wear to that or yeah you know but it's um I suppose I'm kind of excited by everyday dress I'm not necessarily just you know excited by like the the wedding gear or the the real kind of black tie stuff you know it's more the everyday stuff I love that I get experimental with you designed and made your own wedding dress I did yes <laughs> Did you know, did you always know you wanted to do that or did you just kind of feel? God, no. Okay. No, like I only started thinking about it when he popped the question, if I'm honest. Yeah. Like it's, I was never one of those kids who was like, I cannot wait, you know, to design my own wedding dress or I can't wait for. Because I would think it'd be a lot of pressure to design your own wedding dress. Oh my God, it was. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like now I'm like, oh Jesus, I think I went the whole wrong way about it. But um, no, it was it was a labour of love. I adored it. But I actually dumped out my dress about, it was probably about two months before the wedding because I had this beautiful dress designed. But I just wasn't comfortable in it. And like, what's the one bit of advice I give to every yeah. bride who comes to us for a wedding dress? I say, be yourself, but on your best day. You know, do what you usually do. Dress in the way that you would usually dress, but just a really, you know, sharp kind of take on it. Um, So I'd, I'd made something that was really skin tight. And... Anybody that knows me knows that I would never wear anything that was skin tight. So I had to start, you know, all over again. But what I got in the end was something that I truly adored. And it's something, you know, it's something that I feel I will wear again. It was a it was a two piece and the you know, it was a mini dress with then a sheer layer underneath. And I will wear that mini and I hope to wear it in our, our wedding anniversary every year. Yeah. And you know, just be able to get, you know, bang for your buck out of it. Absolutely, because I think when it comes to wedding dresses, oh my god, there's just so much pressure and huge amount. This whole idea of like you're gonna be looking at the photos for the rest of your life. Like I already feel God, I don't know if I would have gone with that dress now. So many people say that. You know? And, and I'm delighted yeah. and I loved it. Yeah. But now, two years later, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Might have gone different if I was getting married this week. But it's because you've been looking at it for two years yeah. as well, you know? And I think there is, like, as you say, there's so much pressure on women. And, you know, the way I kind of felt about my wedding and about what we were wearing was you know, let's just do something that we will get more aware of. Not Let's not put too much focus on it. And I think the best thing in the world was only having the two months to do it because it just meant, not. I wouldn't say I threw something together at all at all. Like it, There was a lot of effort that went into it, but it was very much something in the spur of the moment. I was like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to go for. Mm-hmm. Don't overthink it. And that was it. Yeah, that's great advice. I think don't overthink it. Like most things in life. Look, we overthink everything yeah. in life. You know, <laughs> it's just the way we're built. Um, take me back again now to, I suppose, the journey to founding Manly. Um, you, you were over in London. I was indeed. Um, I Once I kind of finished college, I went away, interning straight away, started in New York, um, and then I moved over to London to 
intern with Alexandra McQueen. And what was that like? It was incredible. Yeah, like I don't think anybody could say that an experience like that wasn't amazing. It very much, I think, formed my design aesthetic now. Um, I was, I was on the embellishment team but I'd actually applied for the design team but they put me they literally just placed me on the wrong team so uh, before I went to McQueen I hated embellishment and now if you look at Manly like what do we specialise in (laughs) we specialise in embellishment the universe has always got our back I think exactly exactly so um, yeah I'd kind of come to the end of my time at McQueen and I knew I wanted to set up my own brand and uh, I, I started in the evening times just sketching out, you know, drawings of collections and then progressing on to patterns and then eventually making them. And, you know, I'd only been gone from McQueen about three months and I was sat there in my apartment going, all oh, right, and here's here's the first Manly collection. So let's do something about it. So I packed my bags and I moved home to where I would get the most support. Um, and I really just went hell for leather at it. Was it hard coming home? I feel like I'd done my time. I'd been away for, you know, a few years and I was actually quite excited to come home and I missed my friends. I missed my family. My sister just had a baby. It was the first kind of grandkid in our family. So there was a lot of exciting things to come home to. So I I didn't have that heartbreak of leaving London. Um, But yeah, I missed it a little bit to begin with. But, you know, I was coming home for, you know, the bigger picture, what I really wanted to do. And as you said, you had your support network around you. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I, I moved straight back into my mum's. She gave me a spare room that I could use, you know, as a studio. I, I had her ear and I had her shoulder for, you know, the beginning, you know, few months when, when things were really, really tough. I had a lot of support to friends and family around me. And that was something that was absolutely vital to setting up Manly. So here we are now in 2018. Yes. And as I said, things have been going really 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 well what's your day-to-day life like mental absolutely (laughs) mental it's you just never know on any day any given day what I'm going to be doing um you know it's because with fashion it's all cyclical every six months we're designing new collections we're sampling them going into production I could be away in Italy you know dealing with manufacturers or suppliers I could be at trade shows I could be at sample sales you know it's kind of mad every day is different but I honestly think that that's really what excites me about it Mm -hmm. I love the challenge of every day going okay so what are we tackling today and uh, yeah I adore it do you have to be extremely disciplined though like when you're running your own business like it's all very exciting but you've got to be focused oh god yeah and I'm 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 awfully organized like probably to the point of like faults where if something doesn't go the way that I planned it everything just falls apart and I'm like no but it's it's I I just try and start my day in the best possible way usually for me it will be with exercise and I've everything then planned out what we're going to be doing in the studio that day and you have to be disciplined and you you're doing it for yourself you're only answerable to you so if I know that I didn't do something to the best of my ability or I missed a deadline that's on me it's not on you know it's not on the boss it's it's 100% down to me Mm -hmm. so uh you do have to be incredibly organized and disciplined but honestly that's I suppose that's kind of the, the person I am anyway so it doesn't affect me so much what advice would you have for someone maybe who is listening to this maybe they're doing their leaving this year or maybe they've come out of school and they think yeah fashion that's for me that's what I want to do if you could say to someone now about how to get started and how to kick off their career what would you say to them I think everybody's journey is so, so different. You know, take me, for example, kind of three years trying to get into art college and never actually succeeding with doing that. I adore what I do. I always loved fashion. I knew it was where my heart lie or lay. And I think for me, I always talk about the three Ps. It's passion, patience and persistence. 
And no matter what road that person chooses to take, no matter what journey they're going to go on, just always be, you know, very passionate about what you do. Never lose the passion. You have to be patient. Like in my situation, not everything happens as you expect it to. And you also have to be damn persistent in the fashion industry. You've got to keep knocking on those doors, you know, to, to whether it be a boutique that you're looking to sell in or a trade show that you're looking to get into. Be persistent and keep knocking on those doors because eventually the doors will open. Emma, thank you so much for coming in today. It's been really brilliant speaking to you. Um, just before you go, you have a busy week this week you want to let people know about. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the Irish Designer Sample Sale is happening. So it's myself and eight other Irish designers under one roof. It's kicking off today. We've got our launch party tonight. So everybody's welcome up until nine o'clock. And we're running straight through until Saturday evening at six. And it's happening in the Fumbly Exchange. So please pop on down and say hi and, you know, bag yourself a bit of Irish design. Emma Manley, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren. Live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1.